What is up, guys? I am Mike, and you are listening to another episode of the Record High Podcast. You all know our goal, which is to add value to your everyday life and to be the constant variable you can always refer back to when you desire to be the very best you can be. If you selected to listen, then most likely you're motivated to be successful already. With that being said, you're probably willing to cut the bullshit out of your lives in order to grow. One key trait that makes Nathan and I successful is that we are both world-class communicators. So we want you to communicate with us. Let us know your struggles. Let us know your successes. We can share our thoughts, and who knows? You might just learn something new. On today's episode, we discuss intentions and how approaching everything you do with intent can change your life very quickly for the better. All right, so, all right, we want to go straight into the news story? Yeah, yeah. All right, let's just go straight We're into it. We're going to mix it up so. a little bit. Mike's into the, <laughs> the news story. It is pretty funny. So, uh, I, I, I always tell you, I don't normally listen to the news. Like, in the morning, you know, so many people just go and listen to, like, Fox 10. Absolutely, or, absolutely. I don't do that. I can't do that because it's negative. So, I typically try to stay out of it. But ever since you started doing these funny ones, I actually don't mind it, so... Yeah, I try to limit myself too because they are like relatively very political or religious, et cetera, like that. So I really get a lot out of it. But these ones are awesome. All right, this one's good. So the uh, the topic, the main storyline is family gives up puppy that turned out to be a black bear. <laughs> okay, and so this is this is um, this is a story actually from May May fifteenth. It says a Chinese family said they had to give up the puppy they adopted <laughs> two years ago when it turned out to be a black bear. Isn't it suspicious when they had suspicions? Wasn't that like, they, oh wait, they started to become suspicious. Yeah, they started to become suspicious. So, I mean, I don't know about you, but if I accidentally had a black bear instead of a puppy, I'd actually be happy. But, but anyway, so. Well, I'm thinking that maybe they, I, I don't think it was just like one day they woke up. I'm pretty sure there was a, there was a, there was a culminating event. Oh yeah, you had to. So the, the next, uh, the next paragraph here. So, uh, Su Yoon. Su Yun, who lived in a village near Kunming, Yunnan. Where's that at? <laughs> um, so they lived in a province there. Um, said her family brought what they thought was to be a Tibian Mastiff puppy in 2016. Uh, they were quick, quickly surprised at how much the apparent canine ate. So it would eat a box of fruit and two buckets of noodles per day. That's pretty good. Okay, I mean, that doesn't really seem like it's that much, but I mean, maybe in China. So Yoon said her family became suspicious when their pet didn't stop growing and then realized it may not be a dog at all. (laughs) The 250 pound animal started walking on its hind legs. (laughs) Yeah, that that would be, that would probably be the moment that we were talking about. That is so funny, dude. 250 pounds, do you realize how big that is? If if I got greeted by a 250 pound dog on its hind legs, dude, I'm gonna take that, I'm gonna take that situation very seriously, all right? No more convincing necessary, no one has to take it. That that is now the most important part of my life right now. So uh, how we got there or what's gonna happen? I mean, yeah, yeah. Once it goes up on his hind legs, yeah. Oh, cool. dude. What did they do? How did they? They just get, you know what? Well, so I mean, it kind of stops there. It does say that. Uh, let's see. Is someone? Was, oh, so the, I guess the person who uh, the people that they got him from said that. Uh, <laughs> The man revealed to make the mistake actually was found to have made the mistake again earlier this year when <laughs> when he surrendered a 176 pound bear that 
<laughs> that he adopted as a cub when he was found to be mistakenly identified as a puppy. <laughs> okay, so he had two. He kept yeah, one this, for this himself is, and he gave one. This is number two. He came to the same conclusion. That's insane. Yeah, so it's good to know. It's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> when did you realize you had a bear instead of a dog? Well, the 250 pounds didn't really bother us. <laughs> when he got on his hind legs, we all got together. There's a picture of it too. It's clearly a bear. Like this. Yeah. yeah well, uh, well yeah, maybe they don't see a lot of bears, right? But I love how you know. Eventually, when anybody does something dumb, and, and they're they're walking through that, everybody wants to get to the point. You know what? Tell me when you realize that you had a problem, right? Oh, yeah. That's, oh, yeah. Those are the funny moments, and theirs is. Well, you know what? We knew we had a problem. When he got on his hind legs. <laughs> now, you would think that there'd be at least 10 things that happened before that. I mean, they were suspicious, but... I Big mean, teeth. I mean, the, yeah, yeah. But claws. When, when he got on his hind legs is when we started to get worried. I'm like, how is that How is that the one where they drew their line? In? So they got a 250-pound bear in their house, and everybody thinks it's perfectly normal. But then they all got together, and it's like, listen... You know what? We're gonna draw the line if this guy gets up on his hind legs. Right? <laughs> that's when we're gonna draw the line. Oh man, I love families like that. Yeah, it's that's hilarious. That's it was so a crazy. Uh, it was a crazy uh, week in sports too. It was. Yeah. A lot of heartbreak. A lot of heartbreak. A lot of heartbreak. It's uh, it's good to know that the uh, Green Bay Packers employ one referee from uh, the NFL. Yeah. Uh, that uh, gave the uh, you know a face match penalty to uh, one defender twice in a period of like two minutes, and he's never gotten one in his entire career. They gave it to him twice. And both times, very obvious, he's just pulling the shoulder pads. But Aaron Rodgers decided to get sacked on fourth down, and we can't have that. Like, we can't have the Green Bay's lose, right? So that's when they called the face mask? They, they called it on the, uh, on the defender for that moment. Then, they were about to blow it again. They are about to run out of time. And guess what they did again? Another face mask. They did it two times to the same guy. Well, did he actually? He, he didn't grab the face. No, of course not. Really? He's pushing up on the shoulder pads. Have you seen these guys? They're like three hundred pounds, and they're running at each other. Like you're not gonna put. He's not gonna put both his hands on his chest, right? He's gonna try to get up as close as he can, like because he's wanting to push it back. But this three hundred pound offensive line put back his head like to sell it, right? Like, you, you've seen soccer players when they pull oh. down. You didn't see this? You didn't watch a Green Bay Packers game? I didn't watch it last night. I didn't watch it again. What? I didn't watch it. What? No. It was a fantastic game. And the Green Bays were going to lose. The Lions were going to win. They deserved it, right? They gave up a 13-0. And then, and then the ref decided he was going to give Green Bay the game. Well, to me, a face mask is one of the... I mean, it's pretty clear no. when someone's grabbing yeah. a face no, no, mask. No, no, the NFL works for the Green Bay Packers. That's crazy. The only thing, the only person that wasn't in on it was the Lions, but then everybody realized at the end. Yeah, that was a heartbreak game. Wow, that sucks. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, it, it's, a, it's a bad day to be in Lions. They were really pissed. That one guy, the Hall of Famer, one guy, he was really pissed about it. But everybody was losing, man. Mm-hmm. Everybody was, except for the... For the Cardinals. Cardinals. Well, the funny thing about it is, so if you listen to the to the media the first two weeks, right, when they lost or tired or whatever, it was all they were saying was, maybe Kyler Murray's not meant to be in the NFL. I think his height's still a factor, and I think he just can't see over the offensive linemen, and Cliff Kingsbury's not going to be successful, and he's actually hurting Kyler Murray more than he's helping. Okay. But now that they're winning, oh, yeah, everybody's they're like, oh, he's going to be great. I'm a Cardinals fan now. 
Oh, of course you are. Really. Of course right? you are. I live in Arizona. I, I, I like when they're winning. Well, I, I mean, I, I fully understand that because bandwagon is actually a real thing. But if you think about it, like no one wants to watch a fucking miserable team. You know, like even when even when I'm watching the Cardinals, like it's it's miserable. Like, dude, I do not understand blind loyalty to the grave. I don't understand. Like you wouldn't do that in any other aspect. No. So if you were following somebody and there were two people you were following and you guys are going down like the path, like one is obviously more retarded and less capable. And the other one is very much more capable and probably the most intelligent person you've ever met. You get to pick whenever you want. So say if you start off following the wrong guy and you see him just going and making stupid mistake after stupid mistake after stupid mistake, right? So we're going down there. And then the other guy is just rocking it, just over and over and over again. You can switch sides at all times, but the logic, now just just stay with me here. The logic with your team is, if you made a bad decision at the beginning, you need to stick with your bad decision. And anybody (laughs) that doesn't go down with the ship, is 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 a is a bit is we what you call a real thing like you know it's someone with a bandwagon yeah that's called a real thing that's called the not want to lose thing and realize that you can make a decision whenever you want and then not only is there a decision to make but it clearly you can just change sides without any explanation and just say hey i want to be a winner right but in sports that's not okay there's some sort of no way no it's definitely yeah, not okay yeah so so the logic is sound i just want to make sure that i'm following well, he, the logic that if i don't follow you to the worst season ever and then continue into the you know what just have poor performance or poor performance and watching your team lose over and over again and i want to watch a winner Right, so winner, then that makes me a bad person, and you're actually the smart person. Well, no, because he, okay, so here's here's my logic. I love the logic. Here's tell, my logic. Tell me what we get. Here's the logic. Okay. So when you're when you're, I mean, into sports like me, like I've been watching my whole life. I've been watching one team, one set of team. So after all those years of watching that team, you you become invested. You become invested in them, and you follow them because you want that team to win, not necessarily just the players on it, but you want the team to win. And plus. The difference of your uh, analogy with following a person who's good and who's retarded yeah, yeah. is it doesn't matter. Like if they can they can win, they can lose. It doesn't affect me. Have like, you ever in the watched end of the day. a game where the team you wanted to win won? Yeah. Have you watched a game where the team you wanted to win lost? And not only just lost, but got pounded into yes. the ground in front of you. Yes. Yeah, now terrible. tell me. Which one you prefer? The, I mean, obviously the and win. And you want me to reward you <laughs> for watching and encouraging the person that has all intention just to get pounded down, right? And just for some idea that that's your team. I'm never going to follow the logic. I mean, that's why I'm flying out. I'm going to the Jets game on Monday. I'm flying out to New York. We're going to watch the Patriots and the Jets. Oh, is that this week? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to be awesome. Or next week? Whatever you're doing on Monday is going to be worse than my Monday. Extremely. We're flying out. Yeah. We're going to we're flying out there today. We're going to go to the MetLife Stadium. We're going to watch the Patriots pound the Jets, even though Mr. Mono came back and he's looking pretty good. He gave a, you know what, Cowboys, a nice little surprise slap. Yeah. That was a, that was a little disconcerting. I, yeah. was ho- I was hoping that the Jets, like, I don't mind watching my team. I, it doesn't need to be a close game. I'm very comfortable with my team annihilating the other team. Oh, yeah. You know how people, oh, I like the suspense. I don't like the suspense. Hell no. I, I want to win, right? Put, put, like, your, throat on the, or put your foot on their throat, yeah. you know? And if I have to watch the Patriots lose their first game of the season, like if that's the game I attend, I'm going to be pissed. Oh, yeah. I'm going to come back. 
I'm gonna have some things to say. Okay, I'm super excited. Excited. <laughs> I'm going to the game. I'm happy. But but see, I just don't understand the logic. I mean, it's great, and so you're really excited because your losing team all of a sudden is winning, right? But they are like, they have no chance. They're not going to the Super Bowl. You're just you're just gonna hope for. Uh, uh, an average or a little bit above average season. Is that what we're hoping for? No, absolutely not. I mean, at this point, yeah. If you consider yeah, last yeah. season. That's what yeah. we're hoping for. So I've never understood much. And I'm sure there's a whole bunch of listeners that are like, oh, Nathan, you understand. There's <laughs> there's some sort of a pride that comes with holding on to your sinking I, ship. Absolutely. Right? So I'll never understand 100%. That. I, that. That logic makes no sense anywhere else besides sports. You'd be considered like... Pretty dumb if you took that logic anywhere else. hundred percent, right? right? but it's so, not. It's but not. With this one, I guess it works, right? It definitely so, works. Uh, I so, hope you get hate mail for that too. By the way, approving mail? bandwagonism. Yeah, I'm very comfortable with bandwagonism. All right, <laughs> you're, you're gonna. I have no qualms with finding the women carriage, jumping into the carriage, and hanging out with all my winning other people in my life. I have no qualm with that. I have no qualm. If, if you, if I wake up in the morning and somebody comes to me and they offer me awesomeness or misery, and I pick awesomeness, and the mis- the people that pick misery want to give me a problem with that, I'm like, I, 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 that doesn't affect me. That type of peer pressure, I know that works on everybody else, but I'm very comfortable with winning and other people not winning. I'm very comfortable with that. That, that in actuality, that needs to happen most of the time. Now, oh, yeah. Hopefully not for our listeners, yeah. but yeah, I'm very comfortable with that. Oh, yeah. now, so what, what I mean, in other aspects of life, I am, but I'm just talking about sports. Yeah, watching well, sports. Well, I'm. I'm the same everywhere. <laughs> I want to win. I want. I always want to win, right? So don't don't mind me if I look over to my right. There's a whole bunch of cash and awesomeness, and you know what? I get veered off of the off of the shitty train, right? If the announcer comes on and says, "Hey, listen, it's going to be a bumpy ride. There's going to be no reward for this. But if you like, there's a." The sweet, awesome first class train to the right. You just have to be okay with the people that are going to stay on here hating you. I'll be like, later. Me too. Right? <laughs> right? So, I mean, I'm like, why, why not? Right? So, yeah. yeah. Well, Nothing that, I hate more than, than watching my team lose. Right? I'm like, I hate that just as much as I hate one of my employees going out there and losing when we're supposed to be winning. Yeah. I, I hate it. I, I, I reference them exactly the same. That, that actually reminds me of something. And I'm kind of pulling more towards what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, let's talk about it. Um, but so I'm reading a book and I think I told you about it. It's uh, it's called Relentless by Tim Tim Grover. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, that mentality that you were talking about of like having that in all aspects of your life, I think is it's a good thing. And it, it it's kind of tied to the book in the fact that well, so for those for those of you listening and don't know, Tim Tim Grover was the uh, the one and only trainer for Michael Jordan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and he um and and before he was a trainer for Michael Jordan, he worked at a health club. Like he had just got his his. Uh, his diplomas and all his certifications and everything working at a health club but always knew like i mean he 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 went he went to these health clubs um you know going to going to get his uh certifications with people who are like oh hey what are you getting your certification for you know i'm gonna work at the health club um and he's like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna train i'm gonna train professional athletes and the best ones at that yeah and everyone just laughed at him oh yeah of course everyone's like there's no way they're like yeah okay yeah you go do that you have a good time well Without even having a client, like he was just working at a health club, just getting started, he went to the Chicago Bulls facility and insisted on speaking with Michael Jordan, just saying, you know, he was a trainer and he had, you know, he'd been watching Jordan play throughout college and said he had the answer. Like, didn't necessarily know he had the answer, but said he had the answer, like got his way there. And um, he said, you know, he ended up meeting with Michael Jordan and then uh, he was like, just give me, he's like, just give me 30 days. Like give me thirty days. I want to. I want to put you on a plan. See if it works. 
um, you know, and, and go through the motions. If it doesn't, you know, I'll say see you later. I don't expect any payment. Um, if it does, you know, we'll see what happens. Sounds like a plan. He ended up working for him for 15 years. That's crazy. Yeah. And and so he not only just him, but like Dwayne Wade um, and Kobe Bryant. He's got a bunch of others like Scottie Pippen that jumped on board. But like the, you know, the most successful athletes, you can, yeah. I mean, you can argue with the best athletes, you know, top, top five. And he had three of them. So... Um, it, it reminds me of a story of uh, in that book he's talking about some of the stuff that MJ would do on a daily basis and it, and how it just blew his mind and how it's just like so not normal um, and in the book he categorizes you know those types of people as who they are and, and whatever but um, there was one thing that Michael Jordan did and, and it was before games and he, he throughout the whole book he says like MJ didn't like he didn't go and specifically talk to people before the games he actually preferred not to be talked to not to like hype people up he just liked to like sit back get in his own and focus Um, but he wanted to win so bad like that was all he wanted so he would do this thing where he would go to the other person's locker room they're the other you know the opponent's locker room he would he would pretend like he knew somebody in there so like he'd just be like oh I'm just saying hi to an old friend you know and players do that all the time so they're like Yeah. yeah go ahead and he would and he would just walk into the room and you know, go to somebody, and whether he knew him or not, he would shake their hand. And what uh, what what the author, what his trainer Tim said was that he would do it because he knew that when he walked into that locker room, all the players would just look at him in you know in awe because yeah. it, it doesn't matter if if you played in the league for fifteen years with Michael Jordan, you you would still see you would look at Michael Jordan come into that room and you would not focus on anything else except for Michael Absolutely. Jordan. Absolutely, yeah. And so he would do that because he would get into all like the whole locker room is, is watching all the opponents, starters, whatever. They they would just look at him and yeah. they would get in, in his head. And now instead of you know thinking about the just the world champion Chicago Bulls and Michael Jordan, what's he you know. They're all thinking about that. They're like, oh, there he is right now. I wonder what he's going to score against us tonight or like, you know, so. And he would do that. And the reason why he would do that is because he was intent on winning the game. Like, he didn't care about anything else. Absolutely. You know, and and, and so I thought that was cool. But, I mean, that kind of just ties into what we're going to be talking about today. Well, not only is it it cool, it's it's the whole entire idea of, of when you're getting up that you have to start doing things intentionally. So we've been talking about a lot of things that you can do, um, but there it's one side or the other. You're either living with intention or you're not. And a lot of people say, well, I intend to do this, right? You know what? I, I intended to get up in the morning and go to my job and I intended to being average and that that's not living with intention. You will never be confused as a man that's living with intention is what you do is what the majority of people do. Living with intention is when you get up in the morning and you're doing something different than the majority of people are doing. Uh, and all we're doing is reminding you of this. Like We're reminding you of the things that people don't do on a consistent basis because you already know how to do the things that people know how to do. So everybody knows how to get prepped for a game and get pumped up and go out there and maybe talk crap or, or give, you know, hype, you know, the team up and go out there and score points. But what they don't know how to do is walk to the other team's locker room and with intention go in there just with their mind. Yeah. They don't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. Like that, we will not have another story of that. That's, that he got up in the morning, he came up with this plan and, and he implemented it. And so you guys need to come up with your own 
ideas of how what you're going to do that's different and then you're going to intentionally do it on a daily basis yeah. and, and it doesn't become intentional until you consistently do something that's not average so we're going to go over that today we're going to give you kind of an idea of, of the thinking and the logic we're going to give you ideas of what's intentional and also i mean we're going to give you perspective on how easy it is to find the guys that aren't and guys that that are doing it and you need to do a little self-reflecting right so this is the time do i live with intention by the end of this you're going to know and if you're not living with intention you need to fix that asap now go listen to the other four or if you've already listened to the four we've talked about a crazy amount of things that you can do talk about Tons. waking up the daily habits oh yeah yeah like what's your why around it and and, and and then you know what being being you know what being strong during uh during you know what tough times right so we have that but but you need to be very intentional you need to have what we call kind of like an elevator speech on life so if someone came out to you and said hey what are you doing you need to be very you need to be able to in a clear and concise manner in about 15 to 30 seconds say what you're intentionally doing uh, so i'll give you an idea of the podcast like, this doesn't happen by accident actually it's really hard it's not going to happen if we don't intend to do this yeah. we've already put that to the test we enjoy doing it yeah. but but that's tough you live like an hour away um things come up um sometimes we get busy sometimes you know there's personal problems sometimes we have uh you know what holidays that come up and we're out of town i mean there's a million reasons why we can't do that and we even change from monday even, to tuesday yeah, even even just on a normal week i have i mean still today my schedule is full yeah and i absolutely. can easily say i'm, I'm just, you know what too busy. Yeah. And, and, and everybody can say that. So in case you're wondering if 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 you have to be, oh, I would never be able to do that or or, or things like everybody says that. So every single person that, that when they're thinking about a podcast or doing something, everybody's too busy, right? So this is where intention comes in. Um, and so I, I, I want to go to kind of the idea of, of how we define if you're living with intention. Um, and, and I'm going to go back to what we talked about a couple episodes. It really depends on the direction that you're going. So if you don't have a direction that you are living, like if you are not living with attention, if you don't know exactly what direction you're going and you're getting up and things are just happening, distractions are going to direct you in life. So that's going to happen. So whatever happens around you will be your new direction. And not everybody knows how to do that. So I know how someone distracts me to make that a priority in my life. So it, it, well, I'll give you a football example. So if, if, if you're running where your intention is just to run, like you get the ball and your intention is just to run to the, to the end zone, how dumb would it be is if when, when this guy's running, he gets tackled, right? The guy's laying there on the ground, referee runs up with a microphone so every, the whole entire world can see it because he's laying there stunned as if I was just like, what's wrong? It's like, I was running to the end zone and someone tackled me, right? How stupid would that be? Yeah. I'm using a really dumb analogy, but I'm using it on purpose. Um, you would think he was, you're at NFL, you're pro level. Like you played a thousand of these games. Why are you confused that somebody's trying to attack you? They're not just going to let you run there. And it's the same thing when you're getting up in the morning and you're saying things that you can't do. Right. And you're, you'll go around to everybody and say, you don't understand. When they hand me the ball, there's 250 pound defensive line. That their whole entire purpose is to stop me. Have you ever seen the angle when they go down to the quarterback's angle? Oh yeah. I have watched enough football where you think I would be desensitized to that. But every single time that they lower it down in its quarterback level and I look at that, these guys 
are monsters. Oh, yeah. Like, the guys that are trying to grab these quarterbacks are twice as big as them. They've trained their entire life to not just tackle these guys, but they're trying to They're everything. trying to kill them. Modern-day gladiators is what they are. Did, did you see Murray get horse-collared? Yeah. This guy literally just <laughs> grabbed him and pulled him back, like yeah. bicep style. Like, that was just a back move, right? He just one back move, yeah. right? Now, now there's there's rules to protect him, but there's no rules in life, right? And, and so, so this happens with everyone. And so the reason why these running backs become these amazing guys is because they're not only prepared for that they understand they have to run. They're prepared that people are literally going to try to stop them. And the difference between the people that end up breaking through and going there are the people that are living with intention. And how you know if you're living with intentions is how easily you're distracted. So when somebody gets up and you see the first difficult thing, how easily are you distracted by that? Like how much does it set you back? Yeah, and I'm gonna give you a quote. Defeat only survives in the absence of direction. So here's what happens most of the time, right? You set your 15 minutes, you get up, our listeners are listening to it. You know what, I'm gonna be better. I'm gonna I'm gonna set the 15, you know, I'm gonna do my 15 minutes of what I wanna do in the future. They write that down, they get out there and they're driving, they get to work, and then all of a sudden their boss says something they don't like. Mm-hmm. Or they get that first customer that's giving them a bad day, or their girlfriend calls and is bitching about something, or maybe they get in an accident or 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 you know what, they're just they're just not feeling it that day or or say something happens to you physically or one of the million things that can happen to you on a daily basis. And then what they do at that point is that they just get their fetal position and that's my new direction, right? I gave it my best try. No longer moving forward, just done. Yeah, and everybody does that. I mean, I mean, literally everybody does that. Um, the, the reason why I like the Patriots so much is not just because they win. It's what comes with a winning mentality. Like, they're not winning on accident. Somebody calculated and put together a team. The team got together. They all made sacrifices. And then they talk about it. There's nothing I love more than when Tom Brady is behind. Like, he just understands this. Like, what makes him different, he just turns on. He just, everybody else is moping around. And he's down by the most in Super Bowl history playing the Falcons, who, by the way, suck. Now, um, yeah. Yeah, the last of the Cardinals. Yeah. Too bad. Um, <laughs> you're supposed to get fired after you lose the Cardinals. Like, what the heck? There's a rule about that, right? You lost the Cardinals, you now get fired. Um, but he'll walk around and he's like, and his famous quote is, it's going to be a great comeback. Oh, he also says, uh, minor setback is a major comeback. I haven't heard that. You never heard that? That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, I like it. This is going to be a great comeback. So maybe I'm biased, right? <laughs> so maybe I'm holding on to that one. But I just, I, I know what I watch him. He walks up and down the uh, the uh, his sideline. And when you see those those videos of back where they, you know, cut them and they make it look and they put music behind it and they build up to this finale, awesome comeback. And it's always him doing it. He's leading it, right? And so you just don't have a Tom Brady in your life. Like, we'll have it. I mean, we'll tell you. I mean, you can come listen to us on a weekly basis, and we'll tell you you're capable of whatever you want to do. And the only reason you're not doing it is because you just believed the dumbass that told you you can't do it, right? Mm-hmm. And then you decided that was the easier route, and then you stuck to it. Mm-hmm. But you're capable of a great comeback whenever you want. And it starts as soon as you intentionally get up and you start doing things. Well, right? and think, I mean, to relate that to Tom Brady even more is look at where he was drafted. Have you ever seen his draft pictures? Oh, of course. He's, like, super out of shape. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's Mr. Irrelevant or pretty damn near close. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 you know, didn't throw great at the combine. No, didn't of course not. do amazing in college. No, of course He's going to be like a third well, string backup. Well, he's, he's pretty good in college. But well, he was just behind good, what they thought was going to be like absolutely, the next Absolutely, because they had the physical specimens that were going in the first round, you know. But And yeah. so that just goes to show you that if you get out there and you do your job, 
like Tom Brady says, that you know, then then you're you know you're gonna be way ahead of everybody else because even those guys that are super athletically gifted, you know, a lot of them are you know lazy because they just feel like their talent's gonna take over. But you know, Tom Brady doesn't even have the you know the most talent or whatever. Or didn't have the most talent when he, when he started. He just had that mentality, you know, that well, he was always gonna win. You know, the conversation he had with Robert Kraft the first time I met him. You know, mm-hmm. like this. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, this one's fantastic. So we watch it with Robert Kraft and introduce him. Hey, I'm Tom Brady. And Robert Kraft's like, oh yeah, aren't you our 200th draft pick or something like that? Like, just nonchalantly, he's mm-hmm. going to say that. And then Tom Brady said, looked him right in the eyes, like laser focus. He says, that's right. And I'm the best decision your franchise has ever made. He said that to him. That's awesome. And Robert Kraft remember that forever. Robert Kraft, you know what? He has a lot of things in his life, good and bad. Right? Mm-hmm. We talked about that. He's not perfect by any means, but he remembered that. Now, obviously, he put that in a better, like that started to become more firm as Tom Brady started winning the most Super Bowls ever, right. right? But, I mean, that was a long time ago. That was when he was a kid. I mean, it's just intentional. You can you can tell from these guys that go out that are living, that they just sound different. And that's what we want to give you guys. We want to give you that it's okay. You can start saying that same stuff. You need to start off by actually saying it, and you need to be actually believe that you're capable of doing something different than what everybody else around you thinks you are. And you're never going to do that if you open up your mouth and you say something, anything different than exactly what you're going to do. And, and so you just have to practice on that. And and I've, I've got a I've got a quote. I'm gonna go to I you know I went a little a little win I think I took a little hey, you're on a roll, I'm just gonna keep going and keep going. the next one and so because I really like this one this is probably one of my favorite examples that I've been getting to and I can't I can't pass it because it's so it, people have zero clue and I I have to focus on this one but um, there's a quote that says I can't change the direction of the wind but I can adjust my sails to always reach my destinations. Um, and so probably the, um, before we had compasses and before we had these, you know, like GPS and navigation, it's the old adage. I'm not sure if I've talked about it on here, but I love this, um, this analogy on how the Vikings used to do their compass. Do you remember mm-hmm. that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. So th- this story that was is on awesome. The show too. Vikings. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's where I got it from. Oh. And what they would do is they, they would put, they would be, they would sail in, in a direction. And what used to be their problem is selling West. So they're over there and then they got to sail west and nobody's done it. They get lost. So nobody wants to do that. Right. right? They didn't know it. So they developed this, this pail of water and then they would put this rock in there. And when the, when the sun would um, beam down, they would be able to kind of tell where they were according to where this rock was. Right. But they, it's not consistent. They can't just keep the rock and sometimes there's not sun. So they have to do this every once in a while. So a lot of times they'll sail and then they'll go in the wrong direction, realize it, then have to course correct. And you just have to keep doing that over and over and over again. So if you're living with attention and you start saying, hey, I'm gonna do this, then the first challenge comes. That's your compass time. Oh yeah. That's your compass time. What are you gonna do? Are you gonna sail in the wrong direction? For a while and yeah you might you might might happen you might get depressed something might happen you might get distracted and you go off of there but you need to as quickly as possible course correct back again yeah right you have to remember this is i if i'm living with intention the only way that i determine if i living with intention is not is how easily i'm distracted right. from what i say i'm going to do oh and, yeah and 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 just to kind of since you got to read all the quotes i'll kind of go back a little bit oh yeah, yeah kind of yeah. tie this back in a That's little bit totally right? my bad. so when we were um so we were kind of talking about um like you had mentioned when you get a you know a bad call morning oh yeah can't tell you how many times that i do that Dude, that's all tough the time. man all the time that's tough but the the difference is is you have to kind of you know the, obviously just like with anything in life the more you do it the better you get at it right 
So you have to use that stress that you get. So like customer calls you, boss calls you, um, something that you you know were hoping was going to happen didn't happen, and so that's in the morning. So that that you know that could fuck up your whole day if you don't redirect. Um, and so you know eventually over time you start to because you know like when you get that call like you, it just it just brings you down immediately right like oh, just emotions take over oh, you yeah. start getting stressed you know your anxiety kicks in or whatever like we're talking about but that's what you need to realize you know that's when you need to redirect and that's when you need to just like focus on you know taking care of it at that very second so that way it doesn't you know carry on into the rest of the day and then and then you know just rethinking why you're why you're doing it you know live with intent like you said um and and so i like to tie intent into not just the things that i enjoy doing i like to tie it into the things that i don't enjoy doing as well oh absolutely and um you know the the moment that i started doing that i noticed that a lot of stuff changed too like um because the the big you know another big misconception is that um everybody enjoys going to the gym all the time and like we enjoy going to the gym Absolutely all the time. Absolutely not. I think we're at the point where we enjoy it like when we're not there because we're so used to it and you know. Well, it's hard to go there. It all is. The time. It, it is. And so, it, it, and we've talked about it in other podcasts like getting up, doing something different, um, you know, go to the gym, uh, make relationships with people, network yourself or whatever, but it's not enjoyable and it, to be completely honest, you learn to enjoy the process, I think. You know, over time, like you start to convince yourself that, you know, that you can enjoy the process and you enjoy the, the failing, even though it sucks. Um, but the more intent you have in every aspect of even the stuff that you hate, the easier it's going to be to succeed. Well, definitely the stuff you hate. Mm-hmm. Like anybody can intentionally have fun. Yep. Right. So it's just like, hey, I want to do something that's not going to benefit me one bit. Like they'll go out and do that. Yep. Like they're probably like, check mark, I got that. This is the crap that people don't want to do, mm-hmm. right? This is the getting up because the first thing that's going to go out the window when shit hits the fan are the things you don't want to do. Oh yeah. That is that's the first that goes up. Right? All of your dreams and aspiration, you flush those down the toilet immediately. I mean, it's so ready to be flushed down the toilet that sometimes you see the problem coming and hasn't even thought. I mean, it's just in your mind, you're worried that something's going to happen. So you flush it even before somebody confirms that you're oh, yeah. problem. I mean, this is very normal. And, and so I know it's going to happen so much. Now I have tons of people underneath me, right? So I have to give bad news all the time. That, mm-hmm. This is part of it. When you start to become successful, you get people underneath you. You got to give them the good. You got to give them the bad, right? So you know you're going to say something to somebody that's going to ruin their day, right? Um, and, and so I'm not too worried when I have to fire somebody, have that. I, I don't use this too much. But like when I have to give constructive feedback, back or I have to give harsh, you know, punishments that, that I know is going to depress them. I, I realize I'm going to be the distraction for the day. So I'm going to be that one. I'm just really sensitive to try to get them course corrected over again. And I can't tell you how hard it is for me to do that. Like the, the, uh, here's my reference. Here's my story. This is, and I see this all the time. And like, so you need to pretend like you're on a big ass ship. It's castaway style where there's a guy that looks like he's been in an island. He's been through some rough times. He's built himself. Tom Hanks. Yeah, Tom Hanks. He built himself a nice little wooden raft. You, you see Wilson, right? So Wilson's there. Or maybe he's lost Wilson at this time. Okay. Right? So Wilson's gone, right? So we had to say goodbye to Wilson. Just like, you know, a thorn in his side, right? Just, you know, the one last thing he needs. And he's got this makeshift shell. He obviously built it. And now you got this big ass shit. So then you're going through there and, and you're, you see him and you're like, oh my gosh, like I'm here to rescue you, right? I'm here to rescue you. 
And it's the idea when I have in my mind when it's like time to get somebody back on course and they're throwing a hissy fit or they're flushing all their dreams down the toilet. The only reference I can give, like this is how this is how like difficult it is for me to wrap my head. It's like you see Tom Hanks, and it, and this is Tom Hanks's you by the way, and you're on your raft and you're paddling, but you're paddling in the wrong direction, and somebody is like hitting their horn and they're screaming. And all I can see is you desperately paddling nowhere except for the opposite direction. So not only are you actively not going in the right direction, but you're actively paddling the other way. And, and this is so dumb of an example, but it is really you in real life. The first thing that happens that, that you don't like is that you are you pick up your paddle. And not only do you not do normal, but you flush dreams and aspirations and everything out the window and you just call quits, you pick up a paddle and start paddling in the wrong direction. Away from everybody that's there to help you hit your dreams, everybody that you committed to. Um, and so we just, you just need to have the analogy that if, when you have a problem and you overact the problem or you don't course correct, you are the only one attending this little rescue party that doesn't understand that you are the one on the raft paddling in the wrong direction. So you think, oh, this is a private moment. Cause because obviously it's a private moment. Oh yeah. Because okay. paddling in the other direction. If he knew there was somebody to save him, he would stop and then he would So this is a this is what you would consider a very private moment. Yep. So you think you're privately flushing your dreams down the toilet. You're privately getting distracted. You're privately giving up on everything you said you were going to do and that nobody else is involved. But in actuality, every single person in your life knows exactly what you're doing and exactly what you always do when one thing goes wrong, yeah. right? And so they will never describe you as a man of intention if they know the first distraction they do Put you off course, yep. right? You have to be the person that no matter what happens, they should be frustrated that you don't change course so much that they, whatever they do, they can scream at you, yell at you, say mean things to you, bad things can happen. The people that you admire are the ones that no matter what happens, it hits them. They never start paddling again in the wrong direction and they don't give up. And those are the men that you admire. Yeah. I mean, it's true. I mean, you don't admire anybody that doesn't intentionally do difficult things on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. it, doesn't, it doesn't exist. Yeah. You And again, I'm gonna go back to this. You think the person that you admire and you think these rich people, you can see on the outside just kind of like an iceberg. You can see just the good stuff and have that and it doesn't look like they're doing things intentionally, but they are the most intentional people. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's the myth out there. So you either live with intention or you don't. Well, so there's one word that comes to my mind when you tell me that story. What? Of the person who's paddling in the wrong direction from getting saved. Yeah. And I tie that into also like when you get your first problem in the morning. And, I, and, and that word is realization. Okay. And the reason why I say that is because I don't think it's just about, it's not just about, um, you know, having the intent. You obviously have to have the intent, but you also have to realize when you need to put intent to work, you know, and most people can't see that on their own. So when they get redirected um, and they're paddling in the wrong direction, it's because they didn't realize that they're paddling in the wrong fucking direction, you know, so having, being able to realize that it's going on and then you're going in the wrong direction is, is big. And instead of, instead of, you know, having too much pride to get over that, because I guarantee you that's what a lot of people do when you have those difficult, Absolutely. that's what people do. When you have those super difficult conversations, 
they deny or they think that they're they're you know I'm not going to listen. I know what I'm doing. I'm on the right path. Yep. I'm going to keep going this way. When yep. they're getting constantly slapped in the face, you know, on the, on their journey or whatever, on their paddling the wrong direction. Uh, but all they needed to do was realize and then just change their sails. And then you change your sails and then you have your eyes back on, you know, your initial goal that you that you intended to make, that initial decision or wherever at the end of the day you wanted to be. Uh, and then you can get there a lot easier. But I think a lot of people have a problem, a hard time realizing it. And then taking responsibility for it, and then changing, is a big thing. Because there absolutely, was, there's there's a lot there's a lot of times that you know that Not a lot of people, everyone, yeah, everyone, and and because there, there's a lot of times that I even realized, like even myself, like going to the gym, like there would be some days I'd go to the gym and be like, yeah, oh yeah, I got up off the couch, I got I you know I got out of the car, I'm at the gym, but I wasn't working out with intent every single time I went, and you know realizing it and admitting it to myself. And then actually having an intent, you know, intentful workout. And, and instead of just going in there and working out like everybody else fucking does, like I was like, I'm going to get the best fucking pump I've ever had in my life. And then you tie that in, you know, over the course of time, then, you know, you're, that's when you're going to grow. And it's Absolutely. the same thing in business. You tie that intent to, you know, I tied into to going and doing what I do, like at a lead source. If I go to a lead source and I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm not lazy. I'm fucking here, you know, but you have to have intent. Like you go in there saying like, I'm going to go home with, with five leads. And, and that is all you fucking care about. And you're not going to leave until you get those five leads. Yep. And you're talking to people like you're going to get those five leads and you're doing everything it's going to take because you have intent. Like you're going to go home with those five fucking leads. Yeah. You know? and, and if you're the, – the, here's a myth out there that you're just going to make up and you've lived without intention your entire life. You're just going to wake up and you're going to have all the muscles you need in order to live with intent 24-7. And then that's not going to happen. So the first, the first thing you need to do right now, you need to think about the last time – the shit hit the fan for you and what is your natural reaction to that? What did you do, right? You went back to your safe zone, you went back to what you know, how you do it. Um, you, you, have, you have a coping mechanism that's not correct. Um, if you have the coping mechanism that's correct during those times and you live with intention, you wouldn't be doing what you're doing right now. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. You wouldn't. Like this is, this is me telling you it's what you do when when the wind starts blowing that you're the type that I know exactly what's going to happen uh, everybody's going in a direction the 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 wind blows in the opposite way and if you go with where the wind goes and that that's where you always do I know exactly where you're going to end up right there, there's no there's no myth on there it's the guys that course correct and then put it to their advantage you can see them actively working on keeping the course that they have those are the people that are building the things and so you need to start up with you know this might not be 24 7 but you need to think okay the next time right now you need to think what well, i'm gonna write down what's my natural reaction what do i want to do different so that's where you keep the things that you write in the morning and when the first thing happens that makes you not want to do it you need to have that you need to look at that and say no not this time. And you know where that comes from? You know the Matrix. You remember that? Of course I do. Like he was greatest movies of all time. Oh yeah, yeah. So so this guy is just the only option when you met. You know what what do they call us? What do they call them? The what? The guys in the suits? What do they call us? Agent. Oh. Yeah. The only option that these guys had when they met an agent was a partner. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was the plan, and they were fucking good at it. Have you seen those guys run from those agents? Oh, yeah. Impressive. <laughs> yeah. All right? They, it's because they were intent. They were hauling ass <laughs> out of there, right? And that's the only option. And they said every single person that went up against these agents died. So that was enough. Everybody ran. And then just one moment, he got cornered, and he had that, and he just like, you know, he just like woke up after getting shot like a million times, and he says, you know what? No. 
puts his hand out, stops all the bullets. And the look on those fucking agents' face was priceless. Because for the first time in their life, for the first time in their life, somebody like stood up to them. It was the old shit moment. Now that happens to me. I was actually, I have a story. I'm going to tell you a story. That's it. I definitely live with intent. Like it's hard to get me off of like my road. Uh-huh. Like, like you might, you might try to get me off the road, but I promise you're not gonna. You might like slow me down, but you're not gonna get off my road. But where it's coming out to me all the time, it's like I feel like I've got something on my back that says fuck with me. I I asked Taylor. It happens to me at the gym and everywhere I go. Like like it's written on fuck with me, right? And, and I feel as if people think that they can come up and do things to me that normally you would you would think that is not gonna happen. Like you, nobody would physically do it, but people keep doing this to me. And I'll give you an example in the gym today. So we're doing uh, uh, we're doing our tries and we're pulling down on, on one side. And you know those, what do they call it when you have the, the racks up where you can do the pull-ups in the middle and then they got the two, the, the two wide pull-downs on the side. And then it's got like the crunches on the side? Yeah. yeah. Pull bar? Well, well, no, it's like, it's the one where you go like this and you pull down, what is that machine called? Every, every gym has it. Like, is it cables? Yeah, yeah, cables. Okay. So, and you know how there's cable on the right, cable on the left, yep. and then there's a pull-up in yep. the middle. Well, me and Taylor are doing the cable on the right. Now this is, a, I'm not, I'm not like humping the metal bar. So I'm, I'm in the middle of the thing. I'm taking my, my designated 50% of area on there. <laughs> so Taylor's in the middle. So, so I stop and then Taylor starts going and he's going on there to start doing it. And this guy just walks up and he just grabs the, starts doing pull-ups. And then, so he, he gets through about one and I stop him. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He looks at me genuinely surprised. And I said, and I pointed to the other cable where there's nobody doing cables. I'm like, you're gonna go do your pull-ups over there. Like, yeah, what a fucking asshole. No, yeah, yeah, no, no. They think it's perfectly fine. And he looked at me confused. I said, go do your pull-ups over there. We're here right now. And, and he was genuinely confused as if, as, if I was, as if I was doing a disservice. And what you don't understand, and the, what these guys find out, when you run across a man with intention, when he comes up to fuck with you, if your first reaction, right? Just for, and this guy's just coming up. He's not looking to add any value. You don't work for this guy, anything like that. He's just coming to fuck with you. If your first thing is to just cower away and let him get what it is, guess who's the one living with attention? He knows exactly what he's running when he got it. This is the other guy. So when someone tries to come and knock you off your thing, what you say is like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Like, have you ever run across that one person in your life? you just shouldn't have fucked with oh yeah like I feel if it's written on my back it's like the same it's like the Navy SEAL story where everybody wanted to get in fights with these Navy SEALs like uh because they wanted to say they beat up a Navy oh, yeah. SEAL so he's gotta get they gotta be the, the toughest I feel room. like that's oh, happening yeah. to me like my life is very intentional like very seldom do I get up and I don't do something exactly how I want to do right. it and so so much that when people try to get me off of it I'm very sensitive to it but I feel like these guys are just used to like going into the wrong lane in that I mean I mean there are very distinct things that happen to you on a consistently basis or eventually people are going to realize no you don't understand this guy gets up fucking early in the morning he's not going out with us or he's not going to be out to two in the morning he's going to fall asleep at fucking nine o'clock but this guy is going to be in the gym the next morning mm-hmm. so you can talk to him you can go you can say these but he's going to be in the gym the next morning there's nothing you're going to say like he's that intentional right you either go to bed late and wake up at the same, you go to bed at the same time, wake up at the same time late, or you go to bed early and you wake up 
wake up the early. And these guys just, you start to realize that you have all of the control in your life, that you're getting up and then your, your, your understanding distraction can happen. And you are going to be the number one runner in the NFL because not only can you run, but you run with such intention that these guys are consistently missing. You're planning on somebody to do that. I remember the first time someone came out to the gym and crowded me off where I wanted to go. I did too. And I wasn't ready for it. I let this motherfucker crowd me out, right? And I actually felt bad. But then I realized, like, I was on my phone. That's why he caught me off guard because I'm never on my phone at the gym. But mm-hmm. I was on my phone. And you could see, like, we'd taken a little bit longer. And I felt guilty. So I'm like, oh, I felt guilty. Right, like okay. That. that makes sense. Then I'm not sure if I've said the story. But I've never. then later, like half an hour later, guess what I caught on his fucking phone? Did you take a spot? Well, it's him. I caught him on his fucking phone. And right. you know what I realized? I got pumped. I, like... He just pumped me, right? He wanted what he came to. I would have said, fuck this guy. I'm going to go take it. Like, his. he wanted it. Yeah, yeah, no, but I, I, I felt defiled. Yeah. I felt, That's the I felt emotionally <laughs> taken advantage of. It was a very difficult thing to me. I had to talk about it for hours, right? I mean, it's a therapy because I didn't realize, like, what had just happened to me, right? Somebody was more intentional on something than me, and that rarely happens, right? And, and so, and then guess what happened the next time someone tried to come up and do it to me? What? I said, No. Like, I'm going to be here for 30 minutes. Yeah, that's an unwritten rule. When, I'm, you don't do when, that. I, when I'm done, you can come think. But, yeah, I'm planning about 30 minutes. You'll yeah. see because I won't be here anymore. And then and then after that, I grew. And you guys need to be exactly the same way. If you have the same guy that's derailing you every day. Okay, I'll give you the first one. Like, if he comes out and his intention to get you to do what he wants is more than your intention, right? And this is not this is not your mentor. This is not the guy you're trying to be with. I mean, these are guys that are at no value. They're just coming across trying to ruin your life. If they get you the first time, that's your moment. That, that's okay. You need to step back and say, what happened to me where the way, what I had decided to do, he came in and what he wanted me to do was more than I wanted to do, right? So what happened to me? The second time though, if you keep getting pumped every single day by the same motherfucking person that woke up with more intention to you and you're just as easy prey and he goes to you every day to tell you what the fuck you can do, that's your fault. Oh yeah, 100%. And that doesn't have to happen. I have another story, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, people are trying to pump me all the time. Like, I, I'm not just walking yeah, in I don't know life. what it is. Yeah, you have so many stories about that. I've got that another one. <laughs> Dude, I'm parked in, I'm parked, I'm, my, my wife, I was picking up my daughter from dance class. Right? And she got there half an hour early and there's this line. I'm not sure if you've ever seen it, but the cars all line up. Like when you, it's like when you pick them up from school and things like that. Well, they do the dance class. So I was driving by and I realized, holy crap, like she gets out in like five minutes and I'm literally a mile and a half away. I'm driving home from work. It's like 6.55. She's getting out at, or maybe it's like 6.50 and she gets out at seven. And I remember my daughter very distinctly saying that she, she wants me to, to do more things with her, right? So she had that, I remember that. And I'm like, this is the perfect opportunity. So I turn over there and get, there's my wife, right? Red tassel right in the front. I said, sweet. I drove up, she rolled down the window. I said, I'm picking up Kaylee, you go home. This is gonna be like my thing that I'm doing for her. Perfect and I want timing. your spot. So I drove around and then she drove away and then I took her spot, first one, right? So then I'm sitting there, I'm okay, everything like that. So then they, they let, they let the kids out, right? So they let the kids out and Kaylee's taking a little longer than normal, right? So my okay. daughter, and so she, it's probably like, probably about a minute longer. And I've got my windows down and I'm just sitting there and I'm waiting because I have tinted windows so I want her to be able to see and, and come from there. Obviously she'll be able to see the car but I want to be able to make eye contact with her. Well, this bearded little gentleman appears at my window and he tells me that he is 
farther back in the line, and that his daughter, or whoever his kid is, this is going to be daughter, is, is coming out, and that he can't get, like she would have to actually walk to him, he doesn't have front row seats, and I'm inconveniencing him, and then he pointed towards the parking lot, which trust me, I can see the parking lot, and he said, why don't you go park there until your daughter comes out? <laughs> Wait a minute. So is is this like up against a curb and a straight yes. line of cars? Yes. Okay. Well, so like, like cars are like crunched up to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Back yeah. nuts to butt. Well, they can get out. No, no, they can get out. They can get out. It's just his daughter was gonna have to walk like three cars down, and he didn't so, want it. So I was I was hindering him. So so he had an intention. His intention was for me to move my fucking car. He made a decision. So he tried to derail the shit out of you, out of your position in line. He tried to pump me. Because <laughs> when he came up, he, like, I was shocked, right? <laughs> because, I mean, it doesn't happen to me in my professional life very often, but apparently when I, like, when I'm not working and when I'm not around all the, you know, the professional stuff, people just, like, it's time to pump this guy. So I'm in an RA, right? So he's walking up to $200,000 car. Like, he's not stupid. He saw it. The engine is in the fucking back, right? He came from the pack right. So he stopped. He gets up, and I, I turned to him, and I looked at him, and I said, I said, you think you're about to pump me in front of my daughter? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, here's what's going to happen. You're going to go back to wherever you came from and get back in your truck. Because he looks like the type of guy, he had this beard and dark. And he's like, oh, I, uh, I didn't drive a truck. I can't, I don't even remember what he said. And then I said, well, then go back to where the fuck you came from. <laughs> and, and the look on his face was priceless. Like it's the first time that for his entire life, that someone had not done exactly what he said they were going to do. Like, he met somebody that when that person got up in the morning, there wasn't anything that was going to say that was going to get this guy to do what he wants. Right? Yeah. He was like, I knew exactly what I was going to fucking do. And I was, and, and you know what? It was hilarious. The look on his face, he's like, okay, bro. And he said something stupid and he went back. Now, now that was a shame walk. See, my only regret in life is I didn't get to see that shame walk because I can't really see yeah, that the engine sucks. in the fucking back. I couldn't see it. But he had to go back and get whatever minivan he came from, wherever it is. It's not a truck. Um, and he had to tell his little little girlfriend or wife that, oh, yeah, he's not going to move. And I sat there for another minute, and then she came out, right? But the idea is that people are going to try to do that all the time. Right. And I don't even think people realize how often that happens to you. You get pumped all the fucking time. And if you're getting up and you're not living with intention, you're, you don't even realize how often it's happening. And so you need to be the person that gets up and, and you make the decision what's gonna happen. And you have to expect that somebody's gonna come derail you. So first time mulligan, but after that, if you keep getting derailed off of your vision, right? That's your fault, mm -hmm. right? I mean, you need to have stories. You need to be having stories just like me. And I love those stories, mm -hmm. man. After, and I got pumped up because you know what? There's always a chance we're going to have a fight, oh, yeah. right? So I'll be it's very honest there. with you. When, when these things are happening, it's this is not like... Dude, when, like, we, when we go out, I'm like, when is it going to happen? Yeah, we've, had, we've had some of those. We won't, we won't save some of those. Songs. We're going to save those stories yeah, for yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. not so, recording. And it is, I mean, because this is for the first time that these people meet. And you know what? It's like a shock. Have you seen their faces? Oh, yeah. Like, it's a yeah. shock. And you know, like, you can see somebody that, 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 that's testing it, right? Mm -hmm. And it doesn't happen. And the more intention you leave, the, believe it or not, they're not, they're not going to test you as much, but they're going to be a little escalated on there. And so, I mean, you just have to understand that people are going to try to knock you off what you deserve and what you're doing. Now, I'm not talking about the guys that are adding value. So if, if you're not doing something stupid. Wait, you have to know the difference it, between the two. This is hard. So we'll just define this. I'm just going to define this really quick. I'm just going to define this. So 
you're going to have people that have nothing to do with your life or just bringing you down. And then you're going to have the people that are honestly invested in you. You're going to have partners and mentors and people that are trying to get you to the next level. You got rich as fuck people around that have everything you want plus more that are spending time with you. All right. It's not the same thing if they come tell you, right? right? These are the people that have nothing to do. These are the people, maybe if you have a shitty girlfriend that you shouldn't be with, or maybe family that, you know, doesn't believe in you or friends that don't believe in you or random angry ass customers. individuals. Yeah. Angry customers. I mean, they're, I mean, you have to, you, you have to take that and you have to understand that you're not going to let them knock it off. Now, if you have an angry customer, you're not allowed to tell them to go get, go back where the fuck they came no, from. No, you deal with that problem. Right. Cause that, that's my go-to. Go, go back to where the fucking <laughs> came from. Right. And they always do, by the way, nobody has ever not gone back to where the fuck they came from. But you have to, you have to understand, I'm not going to get derailed. I live with intention. And when you go back, you're going to, you're going to remember the times that it didn't work. You need to write those down. You need to wake up the next morning. And like next time someone walks up to me and starts doing pull-ups over my fucking shoulder when there's a perfectly other place, like that's not gonna happen. It ain't gonna be happening for very long. It's like, Nathan, I don't wanna be confrontational. Well, do you think that the the road to awesomeness and money isn't filled with a whole bunch of guys that want it? So you're just gonna have to also make that decision. Like, do you get it or somebody else, Mm -hmm. right? Like, if you don't want it, you're not going to get it. So these are the guys that want it. They want to have it. But, I mean, these are real I mean, these are real examples, right? I thought they might well, have Well, no, that's, that's, that's fucking great, dude. And, uh, and I just – I mean, that, that's another reason why I like doing this podcast is because talking about stuff like this, I mean, it, it doesn't just make your, your, you know, your business life or your career better. But once you start becoming intentional in your business life and your career, it transfers. It, it transfers over to your personal life. Like you said, I mean, you had those personal experiences and that's because you're a very driven individual and you're, you know, you're, you're intent as shit. And, and that's what, I mean, I, I fucking noticed it too. You know, the more intent you are at one thing, it transfers to everywhere. Absolutely. And then everything else, it, I mean, it's, everything just starts happening. It's not happenstance. I mean, people don't get better at something out of, out of luck, you know? And, and, uh, I mean, tying this into, um, I mean, break it, we're breaking it down for people. We've, you know, you, you start the correct habits and eventually if you, you have to realize where you're at because you're either moving forward or you're moving back, you're never standing still, realize where you're at. Like you said, it, that moment you become stressed, write it down and then write down what you did, um, in, in, in reaction to it. Did you crawl up or did you, you know, did you handle it and move on and read, you know, redirect and write yep. it down. And then you take that and you replicate you know, and, and one thing that I think just recapping on, on, on one other thought is that, you know, you have to, you have to realize when that hits and yep. in order to be able to attack, because it doesn't just come and that, and you know, people aren't just special. It's not like they can just, you know, they don't realize. And then they're just automatically fucking intense. Like you have to realize when yep. you have the opportunity in order to be intent. Absolutely. Think about the last time you got derailed. Like what keeps happening to you? Start prepping for that. There's a big mucker that's gonna try to tackle you. And there might be a whole team of people. Once you get past the defense line, you might have corners and safeties. Have you seen those guys hit? These are these guys do not look big, but oh, they yeah. hit so fucking hard. Gladiators. They've been prepping for you their entire fucking life. Dude. Mm-hmm. It's time for you to start prepping. It's okay to get caught off guard the first time. It's not okay. Um, I'm gonna leave you with this. The most important thing you need to throw away your clock if you feel like you're too old. It's it's gonna take too long. If, if you're you're just you, you feel like the opportunity is past, that's not true. You need to throw away your clock and you need to get a compass. And you need to write down everything and you need to redirect 
as quickly as possible. Um, with that said, guys, let us know what's happening to you. We'd be happy to, to you know, give you real-world examples or answer um, very specific questions that you have. Uh, but we're here for you. You can you decide what's going to happen to you in your life, not people around you, and it needs to be that obvious. We're excited to hear the next time someone tries to punk you. Tell us about you know how that didn't work. Yes, right? please. With that said, guys, thanks for listening. Another week down. Let's hope that uh, takes uh, doesn't take too long for this to upload. Right, so fingers crossed. Later.